What's up, y'all? It's Phil Boogie. Hope you're doing well. I am sneaking in a few minutes before um, we start our day for real. Um, um, I'm sitting here and I'm seeing the news about Georgia and I believe South Carolina um, lifting restrictions, um, letting salons and barbershops and bowling alleys um, go back to business. Um, go back to business um, this weekend um, in my brain I cannot hold on my son came in for a second and he's gone I cannot imagine um, a worse time for any of that to happen and what I'm sitting here thinking about is just like if we can all just step back for a minute and just um, and think about um our history in this country, um, you know, as uh, black people um, think about how this country has treated um, indigenous people, how this country has treated um, people who they consider to not have value, um, you know, and I think, you know, we spend a lot of time on Facebook, social media, um, doing this sort of performative blackness, um, clapping back or retweeting or sharing memes and because of them we can and all of that a lot of it is fine but right now i think what we need is just some real um some critical thought some thinking um like taking those memes and taking those shared statuses all that stuff that you kind of know even if you're not the biggest scholar that you you have some sense of let's say the tuskegee experiment or henrietta Lacks or whatever it is that you were taught you know something just sit with that for a second and think about what's happening right now, months away from an election, a uh, major election, and, um, and in the middle of a pandemic um, in which is greatly affecting um, black people. It's affecting everybody. But if you look at these numbers and we know why, there are various reasons, it's really affecting us. Um, and then they're going to send us a $1,200, many of us, um, stimulus checks, right? Um, and then open the stores back up so we can run out and spend that money at the hair, at the hair shop, at the, at the damn barber shop, y'all. We've been, we've been trapped in the house for weeks. Now you're telling me I can get up, get in my car, drive to the barber shop. Where they're using clippers, yes, they're sanitized, and but or to the salon where they where we're all up on each other. You tell me, Mike, that that is essential right now. Now I understand people need to make a living, but I'm not talking about that. That's a different discussion. You know, like I need us to think right now about what we're doing. I've seen a few people. I mean, even before they shut down the businesses, uh, when they kind of said, "Hey, we're going to go into." Lockdown, we're going to give businesses like the day or a couple of days to get themselves together, get themselves together. And then no barbershop, no beauty salon or no whatever. And I saw some people on social media um, thinking that they were doing something, talking about, yeah, I had to get my hair cut, taking pictures with, you know, gloves on with in a, in a crowded barbershop with people in masks. Like that was cute. And I'm thinking it's not it doesn't. You didn't do anything but put yourself and your family and your friends in danger. And I get why the barbers kept cutting and I get it. But like, 
Not all of them, some of them. Shout out to my barber who stopped. But like, I thought that was ridiculous. But that was before we even knew as much as we know now, right? But we knew enough to know that if they're telling you that this place is unsafe, that you shouldn't have been trying to stampede to get your last line up or to go get um, your nails filled or whatever else that you ran out to do the day before they closed things, um, that it, it was unnecessary. I thought it was unnecessary. And I, I definitely thought it, um, some people looked ridiculous posting pictures um, like it was okay. But now we're about to see a whole nother slew of people get up Friday, Saturday, and run out to get their hair done and be posted and get their nails done. Go to the bowling alley. You know, like you about to you about to share shoes, put your hands in these bowling balls that I don't know who's gonna do I don't know I can see the businesses losing money and they wanna reopen, but I don't know who the people are who are running to the bowling alley. More power to to them, I think it's fucking ridiculous. But specifically to us. Let's use our brains. Let's use our history. Let's use our experience. Let's use our gut. And the reality is they can open whatever they want. You stay home. You stay home. If you ain't got to be out there, you don't need you. you ain't go, you, where are you going? That's worth what? That perm is not worth. That, that, that lineup is not worth whatever, whatever you're putting at risk. Um, and it's a setup. It's a it's a complete it's a complete setup, and it's and I, my heart is already broken because I know I'm already going to see people on Facebook posting that they got their eyebrows done and talk about yeah my girl who do my she wasn't playing she had an N95 mask and two pairs of gloves and no boo just go don't post it because nothing you nothing you say is going to make sense right now on today right just if if you're going to go on and do that go on and do it keep it private. Um, and even though they're allowing businesses to open up, I, I think if, if you own a bowling alley or a barbershop or a salon that you have the right to think for yourself as well, like this shit is hard on you, but like, do you want to be in there? Um, this, these are your customers, people who support you. Um, do you want to open up and put yourself and then put the people who support you in danger? Right. Like you have to think for yourself as a business owner. And I don't know what the easy answer is. Um, um, my family is in a situation where we're making those kind of decisions as well. But I know the answer is not um, going into the office. We're not doing that. Um, we're finding ways around that for now. Um, but it's all crazy making. And, um, you know, back when and this is me um, and I would love to hear from you on this one. Back when certain leaders were calling for racial um, demographic data um, numbers on who was getting um, who was getting um, infected and who was dying, I remember feeling like did they think that through this sort of public demand for that information? And I imagine they did, but what I thought when I began to hear this sort of outcry for that information was. Um, as soon as that information becomes available publicly, um, the ways in which we talk about the virus will shift. And if we are the ones mostly being impacted, uh, we're going to see less of a push to stay home. Governments don't shut countries. 
countries don't shut down for us. They don't they don't shut down for us. The country did not shut down for for black folks. Right. Um, People got shook because it was hitting everybody. Right. And it still is. You know, I mean, Prince Charles, you know, has it. I'm not saying it's not getting everybody. It clearly is. But right now I'm talking about media narrative um, has shifted to the point where the media narrative has shifted to the point where you get the Surgeon General um, on camera with his black ass on TV talking about do it for your abuela. Do it for your big mama. Talking to black folks um, about you know, how we need to stay home. But like in this way, that was for me, I'm not going to say offensive. It's not offensive. I just thought it was dumb. It was dumb. And then I saw people defending him. Black folks. I called my mom, my grandmother, big mama. He was just speaking to the community. Be quiet. If you're going to do that, then you need to do five different messages, right? You do do one for what you perceive to be black people. Do one for poor white people who live in wherever. And then do one for a suburban, you know, men. Like, do five different, you know. So, do different versions. Because when you, when you localize, when you, when you make it that specific, and then use that kind of language, um, it does help shift the narrative. So, you have him um, on camera doing that. And then you have all this information coming and then all of a sudden I think that helped kind of ignite this spark like you know that don't got nothing to do with the rest of us really um so open the country back up right because part of what they know is that a certain segment of us this is supported by you know facts research is going to run out to spend the money right going to run spend the money we spend um they just want that money they don't care how long you can spend it you come in two three times get sick and can't come back so what they got they got you in those two three times um we got to be careful we got to be careful my i'm i i will say that i am seeing a lot of people saying um they can open up but i'm going to stay home and that is encouraging um but it is it's also frightening to know how little disregard um, some of these politicians and leaders have for all of us, everybody. And then add that extra layer of really, that extra layer of really not caring about uh, black folks, um, Latinos, uh, um, and um, poor people. you know, like, you know, it's, it's insane. Um, it's frightening. Um, so I'm sitting here just hoping that, um, I don't know what's beeping, but you know, I'm in my bedroom. It could be an iPad. It could be another phone. I don't know. I'm going to end this here. Stay safe. Um, if you ain't got to be out there, don't go. If you, if, if you're going to open up your salon, um, I hope you're okay. Your barbershop, I hope you're okay. I understand why you do it. You need, you need, to, you need to earn your families. But it doesn't feel right. Because um, there are no answers. Um, 
it feels like you're being sort of marched into this um, situation where, um, you know, they're willing to lose you in this in this moment in order to gain a few dollars to see it's an experiment. Um, and my thought is, if you can avoid being part of that experiment, you should um, stay safe um, insane if you can. And I'll catch you next time. Peace.